Hi, welcome to A Cup of Tea and Hypnotherapy. I'm Megs Foster from margaretfoster.com.au and I'm sitting with Tegan Davidson from The Being Chapter. And we're two hypnotherapists that are just sitting here having a chat about what hypnotherapy is to us and our practices and also how it works for our clients. We love talking about all things hypnotherapy and we certainly are glad that you are joining us here today. So continuing on from last week's part one on soul, if you're tuning in to this podcast, please go back and listen to part one because we pick up exactly where we left off and yeah, here we are. Enjoy. And I'll ask you, how would you describe, just going off what you were just saying about Miller mm-hmm. being one example of soul connections? Right. Um, My understanding is that we have three levels of soul connections. We have our soul family. We have our soul community and we have our soul groups groups i'm sorry thanks mental blank there so there are three levels family groups and community mm-hmm. now one of the greatest lessons that i've learned and i'm now 56 so this took me a very long time to learn this lesson and a lot of pain and grief along the way just because we are the children of our parents or just because we are the parents of our children does not necessarily mean that they are our soul family they are our earth family 100 percent but not necessarily our soul family they may be part of our soul group um which gives a whole different level of expectation yeah and when you look at your your earth family or your um, your current family and you have a parent or a child that you struggle to connect with and it's just one battle after another and you you try to do everything you can to be able to connect to that person and you just can't and for me um, this was in regards to one of my children um, I have as child that we battled over everything. Mm. The expectation of me on him as a son, just he never lived up to. Yeah, to could not live, could to, not live to up to. To have a close relationship, yep. yeah, yeah. He could not live up to my yeah. expectations of what hard, that looked like. Because obviously here I am with a two and a three-year-old. And yes, of course, when I visualise our future, mm-hmm. you know, they're coming over for... You know, Tuesday night tacos or no. whatever it might be. <laughs> or but Sunday roast lunches. Yeah, no, I don't get no. to... Dictate I, what I that looks like. I don't. All I can do is accept... What is yeah, and I can, how it you know, actually comes forward. And I forward. can't manipulate them into exactly. doing it either. Well, we can, and it will always be a battle, and it will always end badly, mm. and mm. it will generally always have an ugly outcome. Mm. And for my son... The problem that he had was he didn't see me energetically. Mm. He knew consciously that I was his mother, mm. but energetically he did not connect to me as his mother. Mm. And when I finally realised what the different soul um, levels were, mm. um, 
And I understood that, and I looked at him in a completely different way. And I thought, yeah. you're not part of my soul family. Mm. You're part of my soul group. Mm. So what does that actually look like? Now what that looks like is we are friends. Yeah, and you're giving him empathy. We absolutely. That's my key learning, exactly. And I now have that connectivity with him as a friend. Yes. Not in a parent-child role Mm. friend, but just as friends because we are both adults now. Yeah. I'm 56 and he's 36. Mm -hmm. No, he's 38, 39. Um, so we are now friends and we relate and react to each other incredibly differently yeah. and beautifully compared to how we did as parent and child. Yeah. And sometimes we also have people around us that are part of our soul community, which is a step away again. Mm. And they are the pe- everybody that we make contact with energetically, yes. physically, are all part of our soul community. Yes, okay. And it just depends on you know, what that interaction looks like. But Mm. every interaction has a purpose. Yeah. And it's just whether or not you need to know that purpose in that moment. Mm. It might just be a purpose of, hey, you feel good around that person, which makes you feel like I'm I'm good, I'm a good Mm. person, I'm worthy, I'm doing a good job, whatever that might be. And you might not even communicate that to each other. You might not even communicate at all. Mm. But it's just that energetic connection and feeling. And And you might need that at that moment. Yeah, and I suppose that's something about being aware, being open to connecting with our soul. Mm. Because if you are open to feeling those connections feeling those energetics it does lead you in the right direction i could mm-hmm. use you and i as an example of that mm. so oh, definitely. you mm. called me up mm-hmm. about my rtt hypnotherapy would you have said that would have been a month and a half ago oh gosh yeah six eight weeks ago yeah yeah time flies a time flies mm. but we know each other I so know. Well. <laughs> and I mean, that's exactly when I actually let's go back to the beginning of that yeah. first and then help part that keep that thought. When I was looking to further my business as a business model, I looked at RTT um, as a package and it was an expensive package, it was a ten thousand dollar package, and the part that I wanted was the business building model at the end. Mm -hmm. But to get to that, I had to do everything else. And I'm very connected to my soul now. And when it says that's not for you, I feel it. Mm. I know it. I just, I actually, these days I actually, I hear it. I just know Mm. it. And which is clear cognizance, I guess, is, is the term for that. And with that, I just thought, okay, this isn't right. So I sat with that and I thought, well, what, what do I do? Why has this come into my vision? There mm. must be a component of this that I need to look at. And it, the thought came into my mind very clearly, look online, find somebody local, talk to them about that business. Mm. I went online, I did that search, and mm. there must have been six names came up mm. with closer to where I live, because I live in Brisbane and you live in Toowoomba. Mm. And there were six names come up, and yours was one of them. And it literally stood out with stage lights all around it to me and I thought "Mm, okay so I rang you Mm. and instantly 
we talked for ages. Yeah, we did. Over an hour. Exactly. And it was like, I don't know you from a barrister. I'm asking you about your experiences with RTT, which is a pretty random thing to be Mm. doing. But I lit up. And And when you said... Okay, I've called you to find out about rapid transformational therapy, which is the modality no, no, I practice, and the modality I love. Yeah, absolutely. And you said, I'm a past life hypnotherapist. This is what I do. My eyes are growing wider and wider. My, my, my splenic reaction was like a full-bodied yes. And know? I studied not through RTT, but I studied through the Brian Weiss Academy. Yes. Which is completely very so, soul-based energy, yes. which is completely different. So you, you don't need to re-study hypnotherapy. No, no I you have the knowledge, you, I have the skills, I have and, the technology. And essentially, I, you know, so then on that phone call I said, look, all I can really do is, you know, say I love the course, mm-hmm. you know, I got a lot out of the mm-hmm. course, I'm confident in my practice, mm-hmm. I can give you a session. Mm-hmm. You said... Yeah, okay, I can give you a session. Let's try it. And then we weren't, you weren't looking at RTT any longer. Mm-hmm. You got your answer within mm-hmm. the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. That phone call was just, as you say, setting our souls up for what exactly. we're meant to be doing. Because exactly. from that moment, we've had catch-ups, we've swapped sessions, you've done clarity sessions with me. And it's six weeks down the track, and, and this is our third Podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think this is something that, you know, I'm already learning. Oh, we both are. You know, so it is. And I, in that first phone call, if you can, if I can take myself back there, I do believe I make decisions based on splenic reactions Mm -hmm. in that moment. Am I a big yes? Am I a clear no? I know the answer if I'm listening to myself. Soul connection, yeah. my love. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So in that moment, I was like, and then I got off the phone and I said to Tim, my partner, wow, I've just had the most interesting phone call. <laughs> Random phone Hip, call. Yeah, hypnotherapist <laughs> in Brisbane. She's going to come up and she's going to drive up and see me next Friday. <laughs> you know, Tim's taking it all in his strides, of course. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, even when I get off the phone to you now, Tim says, oh, how's Max? As <laughs> though we are 20-year friends. Friends. And that's that's an ex- perfect example. We are a perfect example of the different levels of soul connection. Yeah. I am 56 years old, and you have not been part of my physical life mm. up until six weeks ago. Yes. However, the connection that you and I have is you are part of my soul family. Mm. Now, to extrapolate on that a little bit, soul families, from my understanding, we usually have around six souls uh, in our tight soul family. Mm -hmm. And these are the ones that we actually learn the most from. Mm. Could be a positive experience like ours, or it could be a negative experience like mine and my Mm ex-husband's. And I'm grateful now, not for what happened in this experience, Mm. but for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that I've gotten because of the experience that we had together and the time that we had together um, and have been able to heal from the experiences of what Mm. this life looked like. And that's important too, isn't it? It's not just taking the hit and not allowing yourself to heal. Oh gosh, without the healing, you don't get to move on. Mm. You are stuck. You're Mm. very stuck. And... 
So your soul family is usually around around six mm. souls that are in that. And like I said before, just because we're born of a parent, that doesn't make them our soul family. Mm. Or our children are born from us, doesn't make them mm. our soul family. Your soul family will be there and show up in your life mm. when you need that next part of growth to happen. Yeah. So for us, it was instantaneous it was just like you say we've known each other mm. for 20 years but we've known each other for way beyond 20 years yes i see yeah so yeah. our yeah. soul dna is connected now what i'm getting my soul is learning experiencing from our connection now in this experience called life is i needed to wait for you to con- for our souls to connect until I learnt the lesson of what my soul purpose was. Okay. You, I would not have been able to get any um, depth of learning. We probably wouldn't even have connected mm. at all if I had been the person I was before yeah. I learnt what my purpose was here in life. So I learnt that empathy and compassion was my soul purpose, what I had to learn. If that had been shown to me externally from myself in my younger years, mm. that would have been seen to me as being weak. Yes. I would have just gone. I, I it would have been like you know magnets yeah. dragging each other and you know yeah. positive yeah. negative wouldn't have worked whatever else. However, once I knew what my purpose was, now because you are those things intrinsically, they're not your life lessons; they're mine. Mm. I get to experience what that actually feels like and looks like as I grow in my journey. Mm. And that may be all the purpose is in our connection. So you might be part of my soul family, but I could be part of your soul group. I'm not mm, saying okay. I am, mm. but I could be part of your soul group. I see. Yeah, so I see. I see. Just, it's not like a, an earth family where because you are brother and sister and mother and yeah. father, your family mm. um, in soul... My family is distinct to me. Mm. Your family is distinct to you. Your family doesn't necessarily mean that they're my family mm. in, soul, in soul energy um, mm. transitions. But I may be part of your soul group, mm. but you're part of my soul family, and that's just how it all yeah. interacts and yeah. works completely differently on that soul level. And then when you kind of are able to connect with that and understand that, and you get to see um, what, how that impacts your soul connection, your soul journey, your soul experience. It is just an incredible mm. connection to be able to have. For example, I had a spina bifida pregnancy when I was mm. quite, quite young, in, um, in my early 20s. And I was this um, this baby had we're going back 50, 40 odd years ago now. This baby um, didn't have a chance of living outside of the womb. He had organs on the outside of his body. He his lesion was at the base of his neck. Um, he was never going to be able to sit up or do anything like that. He was never going to be able to function. His brain capacity was really diminished, and there was a lot of issues going on with him. So after lots of group sessions and therapies within the spina bifida world, I was given the choice of whether to um, terminate, which mm-hmm. I couldn't do. So I was given the, the, uh, the opportunity to um, 
have a termination and where I actually went through full delivery and came, you know, the baby died on the way and, and I went home without a child. And I looked at that and for a long time, and I ended up actually, to be quite frank and quite honest, I ended up in a mental institution because I also got cancer, mm. cervical cancer around the same time. And I thought that was me being punished for what I, you know, hadn't yeah, gone okay. through, what I hadn't gone through. Yeah. And eventually as time went back, I went on and I was able to um, understand what I'd been through and I'm um, talking much later in life, like in my late, early 50s, late 40s. I look back on that little soul and I go, he was part of my soul group. Yeah. And his purpose was there to teach me the beginnings of my soul purpose, yeah. which was empathy and compassion. Yeah. And I look back now and, and I've been able to do in past life regression work um, can, reconnecting in the mm. life in between with that soul yeah. and you know actually sit down and, and pretty much have a chat yeah. about what his purpose was there and my purpose was there and that was my beginning of understanding okay. about the three different levels of soul yes. connections and in being able to do that and heal from that pain and that trauma that I went through as a human and mm. experiencing that grief, that that loss, um, the trauma of what I went through, it has certainly changed my life and been mm. able to expedite my connections now with other people, mm. with myself, with my soul, and continue along that purpose of you know being able to connect with my sole purpose yeah which is why bringing it back to you and me which is why we connected so easily yeah. and so quickly yeah and it was amazing absolutely yes, it is. amazing and I, I think too you Blessed. have to be open and there's many things in this world that teaches us to close you lots know, of things you know <laughs> so I think it has been I am glad that I've got those capabilities because, you know, I was a bit nervous saying to you um, on the first time we met in person, let's do a podcast. You wow. Know? And, you know, I said, no pressure, but, you know, no pressure. But this idea just came to mm. me, flashed in my head. Was I not grateful? Holy dooly. I'm so excited. Because this is what excited. we were doing. I we know. We were sitting and we were talking about souls and I thought to myself there's other people out there that will want to know what yeah, this is about this is so lovely i love listening mm. to this so there oh, is a purpose you. there is a connection oh and always if i had decided to play the uh, I, for lack of a better word play the safe game mm. oh no don't say that to her and you might get a no or you might you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, what yep. will it lead to? Or you don't really know, or blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. You listen, you know what to trust because I am connected to soul because Absolutely. I take the time to listen and I take the time to meditate and um, and I'm fortunate that I can do that. I know typically, of course, mm-hmm. we all make mistakes oh. <laughs> of oh when my to gosh. talk and when not to talk. No matter what I've done in, I have had some rollicking lessons in my life Mm. and made some really massive massive mistakes Mm. in my life and look back and go 
gee, well, I could have made a different decision there or I could have made, you know, that could have been different or whatever. I don't look back now on those experiences and those moments with regret. Yeah. I now look back and go, oh, why was I not this awake back then? Because, I do, yeah. You know, I, I wish so. I could have learnt this lesson or this, know, had this experience when 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I think of the maiden, the mother and the crone and oh. awareness, look, awareness, awareness was fostered in me as a maiden mm-hmm. and I was aware. I, I can tell myself a story that I wasn't, mm-hmm. but of course there were distinct moments of awareness and that was the path I was meant to take but I sometimes look back and think I wish I had the awareness of my body the awareness of what stillness and meditation gives to us but of course that isn't what my soul's journey was but it really has been in in motherhood that my that my connection to soul really has escalated. I went from... Definitely. Yeah. And I think part of that is privilege because I have time to focus on it. If you put me in a full-time job where I oh, was I the sole... Right, if I because was you're the sole provider. Oh, definitely. You know, and definitely. I was absolutely hustling... Yeah. To 100%. get X, Y, and Z, it is more difficult. It is, but I think that's also part of where we are in our healing process mm. in this life. Because I think one of the biggest lessons, if we are lucky enough to get it early, we do this process so much earlier. And I think that's why I didn't start until I was in my 50s, this component. Whereas you started in your 30s and you've got other people that you work with that started it, you know, in their late teens, early 20s. But I think one of the greatest moments of realising that it's not necessarily about time. It's Mm. not necessarily about privilege or education. It's about when we understand and realise that what we are told and what is done to us does not define us or become us unless we choose to hold it. Mm. And when we are young, quite often some of our experiences are so horrible and so graphic that we become what we're told we are. Of course, of course, because that in itself is a form of hypnosis. Exactly. Because and because you know no different. No, you don't have any we're ability. We're wired by those mm. um, experiences. Exactly. And until we become, ad- I don't know what the word is, ad- advanced enough or centred enough to be able to understand and healed enough, I guess is the right word, that we are not what people tell us we are mm. unless we choose to own that. Yes. And then we can become it, absolutely, and life is difficult mm. and we don't get to experience all the joys or the mm. knowledge that we could have earlier or the awarenesses that we could have earlier. But when we do get to understand that that one key component, I, I truly feel that that is the beginning 
of true healing. Yeah, yeah. When we can truly understand and articulate that what is said to us about who we are or what is done to us Mm. we own about who we are, once we can disconnect from that moment, and that's where hypnotherapy is fantastic because it brings awareness, it brings the ability to be able to process Mm. and look at it from a dimension where you look at a bigger bird's eye view picture and you go, wow, that was all happening there and I was Mm. a child Mm. or I was this or I was that. I didn't bring that on. I didn't ask for that. Mm. I didn't do anything. Mm. That's actually not mine. No, that's not mine to carry. And when you can do that and this process gives you your starting point Mm. to be able to grow and learn and connect with your soul and start to understand on a completely different level of who you are, where you are in this experience, and what you're doing every moment of every day and is all about your soul growth. Yeah. Which is your priority mm. of being here, but life and humanity deals up some pretty dirty dishes. Yeah, and sweeps it away. Oh. And, and, and packs it down within us. Yeah, so I had a... I won't go through the entire session now, but certainly I think we'll do a podcast where... I'll talk the listeners through my entire session that I had with you mm-hmm. on my past life. And I learn a lot of things about intrinsic, not intrinsically who I am, but intrinsically who I am not. <laughs> and, and how much more powerful yeah. is that? Yeah. That is the, I, I think just, that is one of the keys mm. that unlocks the door mm. to being able to grow and heal. Yeah. When you sort of go oh, well, that's who I thought I was. Yes. I've always been told that I am this Mm. or I am that. But actually, I'm neither of those things. Because the topic that we focused on was around trust Mm. and trusting my choices and, and, you know, even... It's... And when I say trust, it's not that logical trust. Mm -mm. It's that... Uh, that deep-seated emotional trust, faith in yourself, in your choices, in your decision, in your worthiness. Absolutely. And so I could logically say, oh, I trust that I've chosen that relationship and and this home and, and this path and this career. But emotionally... I was not as grounded as I thought I was. So then when we delved into a past life on that topic, mm-hmm. it brought up a whole range of reasons why emotionally I wouldn't trust. Absolutely. And, of course, emotion always trumps logic. Oh. So that was a great deal of healing for me. And actually, remember, I had a... I regressed back to the womb mm-hmm. during that session too, which brought up a whole other range of head versus heart and that was it and you know one of the greatest joys of the work that I do is every time I work with a client I get to work on me as well yeah I yeah and when we went back to that session with you and you went back into the womb and you know the environment outside of that 
we're aware of we we get mm. to hear we get to know we we know that in science that you know a fetus can hear or, or a fully formed ch- uh, baby can hear and make movements and acknowledge to sounds mm. and beats and everything else and when you think that it's your soul who is all knows all connects to all um when you know that that's in and out of the womb until the moment of birth when they're two connect and yeah, it's completely done. Yeah, and I don't think a lot done. of people know that. Right. You know, that the soul doesn't settle from conception. No. That the soul does not settle until entry into... And that's where, um, I guess, stillbirth and things like that come into it. And um, a lot of people look at um, when you have miscarriages and that sort of thing. A soul can choose all of its players and Mm. and it's everything everything's done written down and goes yep 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 i'm going to do that and they can change their mind yeah a soul can go you know what i'm actually not ready for that yeah and they can slip in and out of their body Mm. um and back to back to source or soul or spirit or whatever you want to call it um they can go back they can come in they can go back right up until the moment Mm. of birth mm. at that point you lose you lose the ability to remember consciously who you were back in soul yeah because you come here and you're set in stone this is yeah. what i'm here for this is my purpose and i'm learning from going here but up until that point of birth yeah you get to choose whether or not you're actually going to do this or not yeah. now it may be that your parents or somebody in your family needed to learn a lesson of or not learn a lesson but need to experience a lesson of loss and grief or whatever it might be and that might have been the part that you chose to play Mm. I'll help you out with that or it may very well have been that you thought yep I'm in for this and then at the last minute thought actually no I'm not I need more time and soul Mm. I need more time to you know to build up to whatever else you never completely lose connection to your soul when you actually are born you can choose what percentage of your soul is born into the body yeah and what percentage you leave back in spirit yeah and we have what people call the etheric cord or the golden cord or Mm. whatever you want to call it um, that connects us back to our soul and spirit, mm. the part that we leave behind, um, that we reconnect to when we go back. Um, and we do that. And it's only recently that um, I was educated on that part of we can actually choose what percentage. Yeah. And it, and it sat with me for a while and I thought, oh, this is interesting. Mm. And then I looked around and I thought, well, that's actually really interesting because we talk about old souls. We yes. talk about young yes. souls. And we so, talk about... And awakened. Awakened souls. And when I was working with this um, woman, or it was actually an Aboriginal woman who was talking to me about this, and she said to me, all of that is relevant to how much of soul we choose to reincarnate into the body. And I went, Why? oh, okay. Yeah, that I resonated actually, with that. I resonated with that mm. too. And I thought, well, that makes sense because I, I sort of thought... Soul is is soul. It's not old. It's not young. It's not this. It's not that. It is whole mm. when it's in spirit, but when it comes into our physical bodies, it's a portion of 
Yeah. And I mean, it can be almost all of, and there's just, you know, the small amount left for us to connect back to when we go back to spirit um, or back to source. And I thought, oh my gosh, Mm. that's why there are so many different levels of, Mm. and I guess it's part of, or I believe it's part of what our soul journey is for this time. Yeah. And it's not like on our soul journey, we go from A, B, C all the way through to X, Y, Z. We can go A, P, D. Mm. We we choose what it is that we want to experience in our next evolution of our soul and the growth of our soul. It's not like it's consequential or anything else. Sequential. It's actually what we want to do. We have control over that. And I thought, oh my gosh, Mm. that was really something to to settle down into and and think about and actually process on. And it was such a powerful moment for me to go, ah, life lessons. Mm. Pretty amazing things. Oh, yeah. And the knowledge that is out there, it's... I mean, where does it start and where does it end? Exactly. And we, of course, have our beliefs and understandings and I'm never one to look at someone else and say well your belief and understanding definitely is correct. No. Um I believe that we're all one, a little clueless. Oh <laughs> well we're all one period. <laughs> Whether that's clueless yeah. or ex, you know expanded. We're, we're all one. We're all one. Yeah. And whatever mm-hmm. our understandings are, obviously our understandings bring peace to us in whichever way we've packaged it. Well it doesn't always, though. Mm. I mean, when you look at how many people... A lot of the people that I get to work with um, are a particular religion mm-hmm. and a lot of the elderly. Mm-hmm. And they're getting near that stage where they know they're going to pass over, but they are in fear yeah, okay. of passing over. They're in fear, am I going to go to heaven or am I going to go to hell? Yeah. Well, personally, I believe in neither. Yeah. I connect back to spirit, that's it. Um but each to their own. And when I get to work with those people, they don't feel good. Mm. They don't feel like that package is, is helping them out and that yeah. they, you know, that they have lived a, a happy life mm. or a joyful life. And that blows my mind. And it's yeah. so sad to think, wow, obviously it was part of their soul journey and whatever mm. their purpose was. But I just think, those of us that are lucky, well, not lucky, those of us that are blessed enough to be able to connect with their soul and yeah. be open enough to learn or to hear other people's points of views or opinions or understandings and mm-hmm. learnings, um, you get to grow and be so much more embracing and mm-hmm. so much more full and joyful. Yeah. And when I spoke to this Aboriginal woman and she was talking to me about um, percentages of soul and all this sort of thing, I was like, wow, mind-blowing. I had no concept that that was even a concept. Yeah. And I went, wow, that's just added a whole different level of how exciting is soul. How powerful. in that moment, that teacher mm-hmm. has changed your experience because Jesus. of this I know and it was just a conversation yeah. that it's I happened to see her aspect yeah. that has 
shifted something for you. It was a paradigm Opened shift. Something for yeah. You. Yeah. And it wasn't that she was trying to change my conception or perception of who I am or, or no. my journey or anything else. She was just giving me her knowledge and her understanding. And I went And it resonated with you. Yeah, so I you went, were able to This is something that I can actually process and mm. ponder on. And then I thought it just felt like it was clicking into place yeah. and settling and I went this is exciting. This yeah. is really exciting. So she was soul group. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, she wasn't soul Even though she gave me such a pretty um, shift in mm. my conscious knowledge and level, she wasn't soul family. Yeah. She was my soul group, definitely. Yeah, to pass that particular thing yeah. on. And when I yeah. look at what I said before in soul family, there's usually around six or so people in your soul. And, I mean, you can have as many as 12, but generally your type soul family is, is around six. Your soul group can be as many as 30, yeah. even as many as 60, but yeah. generally it's around 30. And then your soul community is expendable. Yeah. It just goes on and on. Yeah. And everybody that you come into contact with, or you pass in the street or yeah. in the car, everybody has some connection. fate and free will come in absolutely so for example i've i've found myself so fortunate to have a number of mentors yes and it's always i could say and they do when i track back into my life Mm -hmm. strong powerful female mentors Mm -hmm. seem to trip over and land on my lap nice (laughs) i am so fortunate when i was in the food industry i was i came out of school i started studying and i got this tremendous part-time job my boss who is a real leader in the food industry i just i cook dinner now and i think I learnt that from Sal, learnt that from Sal, learnt that from Sal, learnt this. Wow. And that's only in regards to food. That's not yeah. in regards to um, approach of life, which she taught me a lot to do. Um, as an educator, I have such a strong mentor in my friend, Kath, mm-hmm. who is, is, you know, she is family. You know, mm-hmm. these people become Absol- family to me. Well, in this experience, in our life experience, absolutely, they and, become family. You know, so Kath was my English teacher right. and when I decided wow. to do education I found her phone number and I called her up <sighs> so it's fate and free will well that's right because I think it was my fate mm-hmm. but it was me that said nervously too mm-hmm. I'm going to call course. my old English teacher and see if she has any advice for me doing teaching mm-hmm. I had to fight through that nerves to sort of say yeah 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 I will do this and to this very, she's just been up here this weekend, um, spoiling my son for his second birthday because Beautiful. that's how close she's we are. part of the family. Yeah, so your chosen family. Um, yeah, and now you, Max. Oh, bless. <laughs> Thank you, and I'm so grateful for that. And and you in return, absolutely. And it's really interesting. They say when the pupil is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that. That has been my blessing as well. Mm. I've had so many mentors along this journey um, that are just so key and so pivotal on who I've become and who I am. But at the same time, when you acknowledge somebody's reverence in your 
mentorship or mental mentorship or connection the return that you give those people mm. is beyond anything that you even well, understand energy, accept or imagine mm. and that is the true returning giving freedom yeah. of movement of mm. energy and it is such a joy one of the things that I've learnt recently is happiness comes from outside of you. It's dependent on what is happening mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. you. Joy is abundance yes. internally. Yeah. And yeah. if you're looking for external happiness, whether it's in a relationship or a job or a business or a community or a family or whatever it might be, you're always going to be disappointed because it's always going to be dependent on what is happening around you externally. And when you get to come inside and you look and feel for your own connection to soul, which is your joy and your abundance then you get to be able to share that happy mm. with everybody externally. Because that's your energetics. That's exactly, your that's where your energy comes into it. And it's weird sometimes when I hear myself talking, I sort of connect more to being this soul energy that's living this great experience now. Mm. Had a tough experience, many tough experiences through my life but now is actually living a great experience. Mm. Um, And I look at that and I go, sometimes I have to reconnect to go, oh, hang on, you're actually, yes, you're a soul having a human experience, but don't forget you're in the human experience at the moment. (laughs) Because the joy and the abundance of working in energy and being a part of energy, Mm. it is so profound and so Mm. personal and so so giving yeah that it creates every other experience that you have outside of Mm. yourself and sometimes I just go why did I have to be such a slow learner and wait for (laughs) us in my 50s (laughs) to get this and here is the joy of the work that we do that we can show people how to release their fear-based emotions Mm. which keep them looking externally for that connection and that happiness and bring them through hypnotherapy back into themselves and back into that component and that is definitely the soul type hypnotherapy that I do Um, and for me that's my direct connection to to life and you know next episode I think we'll delve even deeper into (laughs) that past life regression Mm -hmm. okay so thank you for our chats today thank you you know i would say to the listeners out there any questions on soul please shoot them through to us on our instagram i'm at the being chapter mags where are you on instagram margaret foster so regressionist so pass through any we'll put those in the podcast podcast notes so you can pass through any questions on soul and we'll get to those in the Q&A later on in this season 
But thank you for joining us today. I'm Tegan at The Being Chapter. And I'm Max at margaretfoster.com.au. And thank you for joining us.